This is The Jam. It's 12 minutes past 5 p.m. on this beautiful Tuesday, the day after Jamhuri Day. Yeah. Uh, and I know most of you have already closed your offices. <laughs> if you have, you're lucky. lucky. But if you are still at it mm. on the grind, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and as always, Tuesday is one of those days where we bring in our artsy friends yes. to basically just share a little bit uh, about their journey, their mm. art, give us a bit of insight into what it is that they do. Mm. And we have in studio a guest that I I grabbed, I literally grabbed her <laughs> on Saturday. I said, no, yeah. this week will not end before you come in and speak to was all she, of us. Was she at a dining table? She, was, at a, she was actually at a dinner. She was actually at a dinner. She was at a dinner. She was at a dinner at the Macmillan Library, okay, courtesy okay. of Bookbank, <laughs> um, and was the keynote speaker there. But you know what? I'm doing her job for her, and I'd like her to introduce <laughs> herself. Ms. Lola, welcome to The Jam. Thank you so much for having me, June and Martin. Yeah. So nice to be here. It's nice to have you here. I just love the vibe. It's good, yeah? Oh, very positive. We normally <laughs> ask our guests to tell us in their own words, yeah. who are you? Who am I? Mm. Oh. So a lot of people know me as a writer. Mm -hmm. um, they know my novel, The Secret Lives of Baba Segi's Wives. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also, before I was a novelist, I was a poet. And um, since writing my novel and finding it quite difficult to to find, you know, the, the sort of time that I need mm -hmm. um, to be able to produce sustained fiction, I have also been writing children's books. But... Um, I like to see myself as somebody who's just a bit of an all-rounder in the within the literary community um, because I'm also a publisher so I run Weeder Books which has quite a few imprints. I'm also a bookseller so I have a bookstore called Weeder mm -hmm. um, where we really try to specialize in uh, in books by authored by Africans or books about Africa mm -hmm. or by people who love Africa. Mm -hmm. That's the last one. Just <laughs> Loving Africa is important yeah, yeah. because the it. other two might not. The other yeah, two categories you know, might not actually love Africa. You know what I mean. So... <laughs> But we also have um, an audio studio. Um, it's very important to us and um, beyond um, kind of making books accessible to as many people as possible. We also want to do what we can to ensure that um, people who have disabilities can also access mm. reading material. But I'm also um, a festival organizer. I organize Ake Arts and Book Festival. And I organize uh, Kaba Fest, which is the Kaduna Book and Arts Festival, which takes place in northern Nigeria. Okay. Mm. So when do you have your own time, your own free time? <laughs> You've done many things. You have a, you're, you're a publisher, you're an author, you're, you're a festival goer and organizer. You are in Kenya. She <laughs> runs a bookstore. You run a bookstore. <laughs> yes. You write a novel, first of all, of, of, as a writer of short things, <laughs> very 30-second commercials. I do not understand how <laughs> you all authors come up with more than 60 pages of anything. Uh, I, so when what do you do on your free time? In my free time, I'll probably just be found at, at home in my house, in mm -hmm. my um, kind of private little sitting room next to my bedroom. Uh, my, my husband um, describes me as a room rat. A room rat. <laughs> a room rat. Because he's, <laughs> With a lot of love and affection. Yeah, clearly. because <laughs> he just says he doesn't understand how I can exist for so long in, in, in very small spaces, uh -huh. yes. you know. And um, so my, my, my life, um, I, I tend to say my life is, is quite small, um, meaning that I go from work straight to my house and that's what I do just about every day of the week. But the work never really stops. Mm -hmm. And on the weekend, I um, indulge in 
um, copious amounts of gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> but also, also in my house. That's right. I don't, I don't get out much. I have to say. Uh, so you know. this is like an outing for you. Yeah, it's, it's gonna it's, be a bash. It's brilliant, but, you know. But it's good to be here because yeah. the truth is, I I made this trip mm-hmm. um, because Shaker Bodor, you know, yes. Al Kasimi couldn't make it. But yes. I, it was just so important to me to come and share this time and this moment mm-hmm. with Angela Washuka and, and Shiro Koinange mm. um, because I really, really, really believe in the work that they're doing. It's, it's transformative. Excellent. But, it's excellent work. You know, so I'm really happy to be here and to have seen their libraries. I've seen the one at Eastlands. That's where I'm coming from. Nice. I went to the, the for the gala. We yes, were at, at the McMillan Banda Street Memorial yes. um, um, Library. So it's just great work. It's very inspiring to me. I'm already thinking, how am I going to do some of this in Nigeria? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We'll talk more about that. Okay. We want to jump into the business news and, of course, continue telling you about the taste of Nairobi. Yeah, you better enjoy yourself a white cup and gin and tonic when you're at it. <laughs> uh, when you go to a good restaurant, guys, it's important. But right now, got the white cup jazz junction coming up. White cup crisp jazz junction. Got two tracks for you here. Best friend George Howard and Let's Groove Corey Weeds coming up. And remember, we are Sheree Ready with white cup. Make sure you order yourself some white cup right now. And uh, the ke.the bar. Go on there and get some amazing offers. Right now, let's go into the business news and then we'll be back to find out more about these secret lives of... Uh, who are they called again? Baba Segi. Baba Segi. Yeah. Mm. Your full name, please. My name? Yes. Lola Shunei. That's how you say it? Yeah. We've Lola Shunei. We've been, tra- we've, <laughs> we've been on other Has things. Has been a bit of a quiz? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, trying to figure it out. Anyone who knows how to say it properly will get a thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our guest in studio today is Ms. Lola. 12 years ago, she produced a beautiful baby called (laughs) The Secret Lives of Baba (laughs) Segi's Wives. And she's going to do us the honor of reading a passage. So, Lola, over to you. Thank you very much. So, I'll be reading a piece um, in the voice of Bolanli, the the protagonist and she's the one who has just joined a household a polygamous household she's married a man who had three wives um, so she's now the fourth wife somehow it all made perfect sense when I met Baba Segi at last I would be able to empty myself of my sorrow I would be with a man who accepted me one who didn't ask questions or find my quietness unsettling. I knew Baba Segi wouldn't be like younger men who demanded explanations for the faraway look in my eye. Baba Segi was content when I said nothing. So yes, I chose this home. Not for the monthly allowance, not for the lace skirt suits and not for the coral bracelets. Those things mean nothing to me. I chose this family to regain my life, to heal in anonymity. And when you choose a family, you stay with them. You stay with your husband even when your friends call him a polygamist ogre. You stay with him when your mother says he's an overfed orangutan. You look at him in another light and see a large but kindly generous soul 
After I first met him, I told my sister Lara that I had found the perfect man for me. <laughs> you want to marry a polygamist and be part of the big ugly family? <laughs> Mama will go crazy. When will you tell her? She cackled. She knew that for once it would be me on the receiving end of Mama's exasperation. Soon, I said. Mama's reaction was predictable. She listened impatiently to my intentions and then said she would like to claw out the eyes of this man who had misled me. Just to hear him wail, she added. When she saw that I was unmoved, she tried her unique brand of persuasion. Huh. Your future will be futile and uninteresting, she said. Polygamy is for gold diggers and bush dwellers, not educated children brought up in a good Christian home. I thought this was funny because we'd never been churchgoers. Mama said it was shameful for a woman to go to church without her husband and Daddy said Sundays were supposed to be days of rest as the Bible itself stipulated. By the time Mama was wailing about me embarrassing my bloodline, I was daydreaming about the peace I would have in my husband's house. What? <laughs> <laughs> so good, so, so 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 good, so fantastic. But I want to know. Thank you. What inspired all that? <laughs> Where did it come from? Uh, quite a few things. Um, first of all, both my grandfathers uh, were polygamists. Mm -hmm. So both my parents were born into polygamous, polygamous homes. homes. Yes. And um, I've heard all the stories. I remember when I was about. Uh, I think I was maybe about 10. I, I, I saw this newspaper, you know, this this picture mm -hmm. of a man with his three wives. Yes. And they were all dressed the same. Mm -hmm. The wives were looking good in mm -hmm. gold mm -hmm. and fabric mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. And I ran to my mother and I said, Mommy, this is great. This is what I want. <laughs> I want to marry me and my three, two best friends. <laughs> well, we're so we're going to marry the same man yeah. so that we can be together, together. forever. Yeah. Wearing sense. the same clothes, yeah. having fun, you know. And... I was laughing, I was jumping up and down, I was excited, but my mom was, um, she was terrified, she yeah. was horrified. Yeah. And she called me and she said, what you're seeing, um, what you're seeing in the newspapers, what you're seeing in that picture is not really how it works. Mm -hmm. And that it can be a very, very difficult environment. And for her, growing up in that kind of family, mm -hmm. she said um, there was a, a lot of competitiveness, yes. which which can be quite negative and unhealthy yeah. and there was competitiveness amongst the wives and each wife would kind of pass that on to the children sometimes mm. so the children themselves would sometimes be quite divided and feel like they were competing for their father's affections mm. dangerous so she made it a point of duty to to make sure tell me all the time all the <laughs> you know what the experience was like so i had those stories yes. i had them in my head so when I was about 14 and I was studying literature um, in, in secondary school, yes. I had just um, finished reading A Lion and a Jewel by Wally Shuinka. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, I was just a little, I was in distress because I kept thinking, is this book 
really is it representative of what life is going to be for me my future yeah. in nigeria is it a microcosm <laughs> for am i going to end up as a woman plucking hairs yeah. from a man's armpits you know <laughs> so you know so i i was thinking this isn't right somebody has to write a book where everything's kind of turned on its head yes. and then my my I, um, my brother's girlfriend was a medical student and she told me the story of Baba Segi, of you know how it happened, yeah. and I held it in my head for, yeah. I mean, for uh, perhaps nearly twenty years again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when I was trying to publish a book in UK, in the UK, and I couldn't find a publisher for my first novel, Harlot, then my agent, pretty exasperated, said, "What are we going to do, Lola? Yeah. You know, do we? <laughs> do you want to? Do you have any other ideas, book ideas?" So I said, "Well, there is this one that I wanted to write as a play. You know, when I was 14 years old." And she goes, "Tell me the story." And I did, and she said, "That's it's your one. next novel. That's the one." And that's how it happened. That's the one. It's Fantastic. interesting in African cultures how, when we discuss polygamy, there's a. a I don't want to call it a condition, but there's a perspective that, you know, for as long as he can provide huh, for each of the households yeah. and each of the wives, then what's the problem anyway? And I think it's a much bigger discussion because in 2022, there are polygamous mm. homes even today. In some right? parts of the continent. In some parts of, of the continent. The yes. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and customarily, it, yeah. it is acceptable. Yes. There's that. Um, and of course, poverty. Yeah. yeah. So some people see um, that sort of you know a marriage like that as a way out and a kind of route to financial independence or at least just some security, of security of some sort yeah. you know yeah um but of course it's it can be a minefield mm. <laughs> juicy conversations <laughs> we'll continue talking to lola who is in studio with us uh if you have any questions or comments please let us know at the jam 984 you can also whatsapp us on 0701-984-984 have you read this book if not uh what are you waiting for 98.4 capital fm you should know I'm excited. I just want to, I really want to know how what is in your head. I want to get it out and put it in mine. <laughs> Be, because I cannot I do not have the capacity to sit down and write two pages. Even yeah, in you school. for 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Ah, okay, but I'm done. Lola Shonein is here and she will be teaching you, Martin yes, Kayoki, yes, to yes. write at least a minute worth of, of something decent. How about you. that? 500 words <laughs> is what I want. Fa no, 459. Um, 459. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 98.4 Capital FM. Lola Shonein is in studio with us at uh, the jam on 98.4 capital fm and we just wanted to say thank you to all of you who've been sending your shout outs uh, wow thank you so much you say that oh my i am so starstruck mob love to african writers and pass my regards to her i'm her biggest fan secret lives of baba segi's wives is my is my top five uh, books i love her well she has received your love thank you wow <laughs> <laughs> she has received your love and on twitter as well a lot of you just sending a lot of shout outs yeah. and thank you so much um, for just tuning Thank in you. yeah, um, and being here. So um, just a couple of things we want to remind you that uh, this holiday season, if you are at the Village Market, uh, you need to remember that from Qatar to Village Market, you get to watch 90 minutes of unscripted drama at the Village Market. All football matches are aired on life-size ultra HD screens in both the food court 
and the food market and also at the courtyard area so it's not both it's three but anyways all right <laughs> this year the village market is the home <laughs> of festivities and if you're not traveling out of town this christmas don't worry because the village market has the perfect plan for you tune into the fuse where the girls can unpack all these fun Christmas activities happening in the village market, the home of festivities. Uh, now, I, I want to ask um, the, the, the process. You, what, what's your process in your writing? Do, yeah. you, do you sit down, you start with an idea, you start with words, and I guess I'm assuming it's different for poetry and for mm-hmm. novels, or do you have a process? Lots of different processes, to be honest. Um, with... Uh, fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written three novels, mm-hmm. so and it's been different every time. So Harlot. There's this. I'm not even going to mention the name of my first oh. juvenile okay. piece of juvenile. The one, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the one that we're not allowing anybody to see ever again. We will never speak of it. <laughs> so, Everyone has that, <laughs> you know. But with um. I, I, with um, with Harlot, I was kind of very driven by an idea, mm-hmm. um, how I wanted it to be. I wanted to um, explore. Um, the, I wanted to write a novel that would explore Lagos in the 1940s, how some women were treated, and of course. You know, you grew up in Nigeria, um, uh, people of my age at least, you hear the word harlot a lot. You don't hear it so much anymore. Mm. The younger ones don't use it. And I just wanted, you know, I always hated that word. Mm-hmm. There was a dirtiness about mm-hmm. it. There was just, you know, so I wanted to explore it, explore this character. So that's that. Mm-hmm. So it was an idea. With um, The Secret Lives of Baba Segi, I think it was very story driven because I had the story Mm. I knew what I wanted to you know what was going to happen kind of like one step after the other Um, but what I didn't have Mm. because I wasn't there when it actually happened it Mm. was like hearsay um, I had to kind of put the flesh on the bones and that took a you know it took time mm-hmm. and um i i do like to kind of plan things out you know i've spent most of my life teaching um literature and theater and mm-hmm. media studies in school so i like mind maps and anything that's visual yeah um so that's what i did it was about then talking about um the three that you know the wives and then i realized that wouldn't it be great to be able to use each wife um to to have each wife embody um a, an issue that i thought was serious mm. and needed yeah. to be discussed so iyasegi of course uh, as many have come to understand was yes. was gay yes. um but of course that she a lot of the conversations around that time were you know how um homosexuality was uh, a foreign you know a, a foreign, western yes. construct yes. Yes. so i i wanted to kind of situate put this woman in a village which mm. is where she came from mm-hmm. where she'd had no contact you know with the western world with the second uh, wife mm. i with the yatokwe i really wanted to um kind of explore the idea of special needs um and the spe- spectrum of it and that thing that we often do where we can really underestimate people who have disabilities or any kind of special needs Mm -hmm. so just to understand that there's often what you see is not always the extent of of what you're getting and it's worth it just human to human 
to try and still make an effort to engage. And um, with the Yafemi, my issue and my bugbear at the time, of course, a big part of it was religion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, Muslim fundamentalism mm -hmm. and all that in Nigeria with, mm -hmm. you know, Boko Haram, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there's a big issue of Christian fundamentalism well. as well, yeah. Yeah. you know, especially in the Southwest and the, the parts of the country that are predominantly Christian. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I feel that there's an entire generation of Nigerians that um, have been been scarred mm -hmm. by the way the the, the Bible was was it's interpreted mm -hmm. and, and taught mm -hmm. um, to them, and it has you know resulted. I mean, beyond the the kind of sexual assault and and the and abuse that happens. I mean, in the churches and some of the these so called you know sacred spaces. Mm -hmm. um, um, I mean, I mean, the truth is there's just a lot of trauma mm. that people have to recover from, mm -hmm. you know, when they come out of those kind of like almost cult-like um, spaces. spaces. Yeah. 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 So that's that's how it is. So I just had to figure all that out yeah. and then and say, right, voice? how am I going to tell the story? So I wanted to tell one story, but I wanted to tell it through the voices um, of the wives. And because everything that happens in Babasegi kind of takes place over like a two to three week period yes. it was I knew that the meat of the work was going to be going into everyone's individual story yes. so that they could explain how they came to be in that space in that including space. Baba Segi himself yeah. so that's kind of how that was the process for that one okay wow yeah and people just think I'm gonna just write. Yeah, I'm going to open my laptop yeah. and write. write. Some can do that. Yeah. Some, yeah. some people can. They're not normal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it might not be good. We're not talking to them. Oh, so you yeah. see, never so know. We appreciate the the process and the time that you take. Um, so I, I I wonder if there's somebody listening right now who is uh, um, maybe a student of literature as as you were. Mm. Um, and is probably battling with: Do I just go back and teach? Do I do I jump into this world of of being an author and actually penning my thoughts and and trying to share, you know, stories? Mm. Um, what would you tell them? What was it? Was it a scary transition for you? Is it something that you have any regrets about? It wasn't scary. It wasn't daunting because the truth is I've, I've written for most of my life so mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not really one of those authors who grew up thinking Ooh, wow, one day you know I want to mm. be an, an author. Mm. Writing has always been part of my life. Mm -hmm. My dad fed us books yes, yes. you know um, so I, I think kind of taking the leap um, whether you're going to write or not I think that where it all starts is kind of building um like a portfolio yes the same way you would do it with art which is when you do write something you can share it with your friends and family and your boyfriend and girlfriend but be be worried because you know the concern is that the their comments are going to reflect be a reflection of the love that they have for you mm. and may not be um a true reflection mm -hmm. of, of the quality of your work so yes. what works is to kind of send it out to independent e-zines, magazines, literary journals, and get the feedback. And you will get a lot of um, 
objective of, of, you know pe- well not not necessarily advice but you'll you'll get a lot of rejections mm. you know okay. people will say no we don't want to publish it doesn't quite meet our standard but that's part of the process then you go back and think okay what is wrong with me mm. what <laughs> do i need to do now you know and and that's part of the process too mm. people think it's really easy um, I don't think it's easy at all. Um, but I do think people have to have the humility to put themselves in that situation where their work is being honestly assessed. Mm-hmm. So you get books, um, your poem is published here, your essay is published there, your story is published there. You build it up. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you're kind of ready. And that way, when you approach publishers and say, I've got a good story, I've got a novel, when they're reading your submission letter mm-hmm. and you're saying, my work has been published here and here and here, mm-hmm. every publisher building, pays attention. You're building the resume. Yeah, that's it. Okay. But as a first timer, <coughs> it's really hard dealing with a rejection all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you have to get some, you know, some, what is it called? Thick skin. Thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, going yeah. There. That's right. You're going to be, you're going to, it's, heartache is crazy. <laughs> you know, it's interesting when you said you ask yourself, what's wrong with me? I'm yeah. more inclined to say, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with them? Do you Can't not you know? see this amazing <laughs> stuff? This is why I'm not writing. You see, I need that humility. It's, I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. But guys, uh, Cipladon deals with something else apart from heartache. It deals with other humility. types of Humility. Will it fix my humility? <laughs> no, it will, it will not fix your humility. It will fix uh, your toothaches. It will fix your cold and f- pains associated with colds and flus and so much more. Easy peasy dosage. No more spitting of tablets. No more crushing tablets. No more grinding tablets. Simply drop one tablet of Cipladon into some water. Let it freeze until the tablet dissolves and drink the solution. Fantastic stuff from Cipladon 500MG and thank you so much for coming in today. Yes, Lola Shonei and thank you so much for gracing us with your presence oh. and on this your visit. I know you were here for other big things but that you spared a few moments to come and chat with us. We really are grateful. Thank you. And I know there's a whole constituent of people on their yes. way back from the workshop. Yes, it's the um, the guys from the uh, international um a publishing Publishers. association and, yes. and I've got uh, Ben Stewart yes. and so many of my colleagues from different African countries they're kind of making their way to the hotel so they've been listening as well and hey. I want to say a big shout out yeah. to the folks to say well done for a fantastic day yeah. and I hope everybody gets home safely 98.4 Capital FM